Hey everybody, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Sunday, right? And it's Sunday after that glorious game yesterday. Who watched the Ohio State game last night? Ohio State against Wisconsin, what a game. What a glorious night of football. So relaxing to just stay home and watch some football. <laughs> Wasn't that something? I mean, we could stay home and watch football and not have to think about anything for a while. Didn't have to think about anything. It was just a glorious Saturday Phil. Some days you just need a day like that when you don't do anything, when you're not responsible for production and you're not responsible for the outcome. And you can just sit and be in a space where your mind, hey, good morning. I just want to say thank you to everyone who tunes in. Uh, we, I am so very grateful and I am very humbled by your support. I'm very humbled by the fact that of all the people on podcasts, <laughs> in podcast land today, you chose to listen to me. So thank you so much. For those of you who join us, who listen to us from India, Singapore, Belgium, Norway, South Africa, the United Kingdom, I am, and Canada, of course, Canada. Thank you so very much, everyone, for tuning in and for listening to us. It, it really is, it's really an honor and a privilege, and it's not something I take lightly. Hey, you know I can't read without my glasses, right? Adieu, okay. Uh, just keep in mind that this is a live broadcast, so I, I'm not uh, moving my hands and focusing on doing that at the same time while I'm speaking, right? So forgive me. It's not intentional, right? Somebody said I would know how to act. Well, uh, there was a thread. But anyway, thank you so much for, for joining us, uh, uh, right? And thank you so much. I do, do appreciate your support. Thank you. You didn't have to stop by this morning, but thank you so much. So after the broadcast, I'll go look it up. Okay. All right. Um, it's Sunday and it's Sunday morning. And I imagine that for many of us, for some of us, not all of us, some of us are accustomed to walking into a house of worship. Some of us have left houses of worship and no longer consider ourselves Christian or our faith is evolving or we have no faith at all, or we have faith, but we don't put it in a traditional form. And I'm aware of that. You know, I'm aware of that, that as we grow, we change, but we're also largely impacted by what happens around us, what happens in the society. And that's what I want to talk about today is how the church is radio silent on issues affecting violence, racism, and injustice. The church it's almost as if the church is oblivious. The church does not exist. I, I remember there was a time in American culture when uh, the church was vocal. The church is the cause. Thank you for your feedback, right? The church was the center point of the community. If, the, if, if something happened, people went to the pastor to ask for direction. If, if there was something going on that people were concerned about, they would seek the direction from the church. They would go to God and ask for, through, through the pastor, they would ask for an answer or pray for peace or pray for some type of understanding. That was a long time ago, obviously. Today, the church is viewed by many who have experienced 
uh, dissatisfaction and who have experienced sexual violence that the church is oppressive. The church has become a symbol of racial and racial oppression and sexual oppression and the church seems to promote violence against people. The church seems to be oppressive. Where did the love of God go? Where did direction from God go? Was it delivered in a way that was condoned by the church that you have to accept this, right? That this is the way it is, you have to accept it. Women were treated unequally. Young boys and girls went into the church looking for God, looking for spiritual guidance and upbringing because that's what their parents thought. And instead, they were touched inappropriately, sexually abused, sexually violated. Did the church have too much power? Did the church allow the power that it could exert socially and politically? Did it allow that to infect itself and thereby became part of the problem rather than a part of the solution to the problem? You see the star in the east? What star in the east? There's always a star in the east. The church misleads all God. Baal means Lord. Okay. All right. Right. Thank you for your contribution to our Sunday morning discussion. Right. But do you see what I mean? So the church has become this all-consuming power that seems to have forgotten its original mission. You know what the mission of the church was? To preach the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. That was the whole point of the church. The church was supposed to be a community that helps one another so that no matter what was going on in the community around it, if the people who were part of the church needed something, the people in the church were supposed to help them find the answer to that. Hence the reason why the Catholic Church still has Catholic charities and Catholic services across the country that promotes that, continues to promote that. However, there are other denominations. It's not just the Catholic Church. There's the Episcopalian, there are the Lutherans, the Methodists, and of course, there's the Black Church. And what we have found is mirrored across all the denominations I have specified. What we have found is the same type of oppression exists. So where is the church? Who is in charge of the church today? Where is the voice of the church? Did the voice of the church go silent? What happened? It, at, at some time ago, the advocates for ending violence, for ending racism, and so on, came out of the church. It was the church where they found their voice. It was the church that gave them platforms and influence. Why? People were searching for answers. They went down to the church because they felt that that answer was gonna come through the people in the pulpit. Today, pulpiteers are people who are self-promoting. They promote whatever ideology they're promoting, which seems to be none. They don't practice community. They don't speak up whatever their reasons are. Today's church leaders seem to be missing in action. What leaders? Where? They're most likely to be seen at cocktail parties. They're most likely to be seen schmoozing than they are to be seen picking up a microphone and talking about ending violence talking about ending racism and inequality. They're, most, they're not part of the solution. They're, no, they're rarely ever seen helping the community in which they're a part of. 
how are you going to be effective if you are not focused on the realities that are in the community? Here in Metro Detroit, for example, we are seeing the demise of the Catholic Church. Church buildings are empty, they've been sold because after the population left, right? There was white flight in the 1950s and the 1960s. The people still were coming across for church. But now with the scandal, the sexual scandals and the sexual abuse allegations that per perpetuated and permeated the Catholic Church, it no longer exists in the strength that it used to. You can't win for getting people to come into a church. People still have a need to be satisfied for spirituality. People still have a need. You're talking about it being mind control and enslavement. You know, that's another argument, right? But people still have a need to satisfy some kind of spiritual dilemma that they find themselves in. I was one of those who had a need. I still found that I wanted to figure out what is the bigger purpose? What am I a part of? Am I just here and then my days will be done and then I'm gone? Or am I just, you know, as the Bible says, you exist as a vapor. What was the purpose? The church was supposed to help us define that. The church was supposed to be the peace of the community. The leader of the church was supposed to be such that the social leaders, the civic leaders could go to the pastor and say, can you talk to the people? Can you be the bridge between us and the community. The church has chosen to remain silent in the midst of all of this. Look at violence against women and children. And I'm specifically talking about in communities where violence is a problem. Where is the church? Violence against women is unprecedented here in the Detroit area. Violence against women. Women are killed and shot every day by men whom they know men whom they were lovers with, men whom they're related to. Where is the church? There are no church leaders talking about ending violence against women. There are no church leaders emerging from the chaos of our community to step forward and say, I'm gonna be stand in the gap. I'm going to stand up and say, this has got to end. There's no church leader. After services are over, they get in their cars and they drive north or south and they disappear into the anonymity of living in the wider community that doesn't even look like that. And they disappear instead of speaking out on matters of injustice and violence. Racism is rampant in the community, in the society today. Racism is practiced in a different way. It's not as overt as it was, but you still feel it. Where is the church to continue to talk about this? The church is supposed to be the peace. The church is supposed to offer solutions. The church is supposed to say, this is going on, but we got to end this because we're all one. At the end of the day, no matter what I look like and what you look like, at the end of the day, when we show up at the emergency room, it's still red blood that's going to flow out of our veins. We still have a heart, a lung, a kidney, a liver. At the end of the day, we still have fingers, toes, hands, eyes, ears, and mouth. At the end of the day, when you go to the emergency room, you're still going to need a blood transfusion. You're still going to need an arm. You're still going to need an organ transplant. At the end of the day, we are all human, no matter what we look like. That should be the message of the church. 
the church is supposed not to divide and conquer, but to unite and bring us all together around the central theme of love and harmony and investing in our communities and investing in one another. That is the message of the church. The church missed the boat. The church missed its appointment. The church missed its place. In today's diaspora, the church missed its assignment. The church missed its calling. No wonder churches are empty because they are not the dividing line. They're not the peace. They're not offering the solutions. The people are not hearing what they know they should be hearing. And so the churches are empty. The pews are empty because what is put on display is not reflective of what is really going on in the community. The church has become radio silent. The church allowed itself to become infiltrated by what was going on in the society and allowed it to become a part of it. Instead of being the difference maker, the church became part of the problem. So where were the people supposed to go? You go into the church and they say, as the young man says, as my viewer said, that they create a thing. They keep you mentally enslaved to an idea that they want. Come into the church. Bring me all your tithes and offerings. That is the message. Bring all your money into the church. At the end of the day, whose pocket does it go into? It goes into one man's pocket. It's not coming into mine or yours. They sell people an idea that if you give them all your money, it's going into the bank of heaven and God somehow will redistribute it to you. That's not how it actually works economically. But that's the messaging. You go into the church and they tell you one thing, but they practice another. They have a hierarchy in the church. Yes, it's a system of government. But when it just started, that's not how it was designed to work. So people are fleeing oppression. And then you go into the church and experience the same kind of oppression. I was in the marketplace. I was working in a hierarchical structure. Then I went into the church and found the worst hierarchical structure ever designed to keep women under the thumb of men, designed to make me feel guilty as a woman for be looking like a woman. I was supposed to wear skirts down to my ankles so that men won't be tempted by looking at my body. Can you believe it? In today's modern times. So I was being victimized. Women are being victimized and held down. You can't talk, you can't preach, you don't have a message. And who are you to come into my church and tell me what to say and what to do? We've been doing it for a hundred years like this. I actually told one pastor, I said, that's where you won't be in a hundred years because there'll be nothing like how it started. The church became radio silent on matters affecting women and children. The church is radio silent on human trafficking and sex trafficking of minors. The church is radio silent. Are you hearing me? The church is silent. The church is radio silent on matters affecting human trafficking. The church is radio silent on gun violence against women and children. The church is radio silent on all these young men who are killing each other. The church is radio silent on the proliferation and distribution of drugs. The church is silent, radio silent, like nothing. You would not believe that there's a church anywhere in America today. It's so silent. 
they walk around like little minions, like we're just doing our little thing. We barely go to church. Meanwhile, on, on Wednesdays and Fridays, the Muslims pack out their mosques, humbled, believing in Allah, then their name for God. Praying five times a day in fervency and belief and being at peace. Where is the church? The church is the name for the Christian gathering place. Where is the church? Where was the church when women are being beaten and she shows up at church on Sunday morning and is asking for help and she's rejected? Where is the church? How many women can attest to the fact that they have been bullied by church leaders into not talking about the men whom they're married to who beat them up and still come into church on Sunday morning. The church is radio silent on racism, ethno-nationalism. The church doesn't call it out. The church is radio silent on how we are so divided as a nation. We are so divided today. We're divided red and blue. And I'm like, I thought the colors of the flag were red, blue, and white. Is it me or wasn't there some white in the flag? The church is radio silent on sickness that is, that is so common, preventable diseases. They have programs that they bring people in. The church doesn't preach a wholesome message. They take a little message out, get people excited and emotional. And then at the end of the day, you're done. Where's the church? Where are the voices in the church? Are the voices muted? Because the reality is that after you're done preaching, you still have to go shake hands with your oppressor. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yeah, thank you. I, I love what you're saying. Truthfully, you're speaking the truth. Truthfully. Thank you. You're speaking the truth. Where's the church? Why is the church so silent? Where was the belief, as Martin Luther King did, that if I don't speak up about injustice, it will continue? What about Medgar Evers? Did they die in vain? What about Malcolm X? Malcolm X was not violent. He just believed what he believed. He said, I'm not, I'm not gonna get anywhere with this nonviolent approach. It's not gonna help. He tried to organize his community, but he was perceived as a danger. Where is the church today? Our, Malcolm X saw something that they had to, he started an organization that helped one another. He could see where this was going. Where is the church? Where is the church? Where is the love of God being practiced and demonstrated? Come on. Where is the church? Why are you so radio silent? What is it that people are supposed to do? Who is the leader today? Who is going to rise up and say, enough of this, this can't happen? Where is it? Where is the church? Is the church standing on a street corner with a Bible telling the rest of us that we're all wrong, that we need to change? I, I am so, my friends, pardon me, just pardon me. But listen to me very clearly. There are homeless people 
in our communities and the church locks its doors and expect the rest of us to believe that you are a kind Christian. Are you hearing me? I said there are homeless people, people who are sleeping on the bridges, people who have nowhere to go and the church has its doors locked to protect its valuables. The church deems that its buildings and fixtures within its buildings are more valuable than human life. You really think that's how Jesus started? Jesus was a revolutionary. Jesus, the leader of Christianity, right? The, the man who started Christianity walked into services and threw it over and said, you have violated what this is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be about commerce. It's supposed to be about loving people and the love of God. This is not it. You have turned my father's house into a den of thieves. That's how Christianity started. 2000 years later, look what we have evolved into. You drive past church buildings that are locked up. God help us. And people are on the streets sleeping in 28 degree weather. Children and women are on the streets sleeping in 28 degree weather while the church buildings are locked up. The church is radio silent. Social programs have been slashed in budgets across the country. That's what politicians do. Where is the church to speak up and say, no, you can't do that. We need social programs to keep the lifeblood of the community going. Where's the church? The church allows itself to be paid by politicians looking for votes, but does not hold them accountable. Where is the church to say, no, don't slash that program. Where is the church? Recently here in our city, in Detroit, a police officer was killed running to the aid of a 16 year old girl. He walked into danger. I cannot tell you enough. I, that, that wife this morning is without a husband. Her husband is laying in a grave because he thought not of himself, but thought of saving a 16 year old girl. You know, all that violence should not be happening if the church were standing on its watch. That woman should not be mourning the loss of her husband this morning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where's the church to talk about, do not cut out social programs. Where is the church to stand up and advocate for senior citizens who are being attacked by, by men, young men. There was a story on the news a couple nights ago about an 80 year old man who was trying to help a young man and the suspect turned around and gun butted him and robbed him. 80 years, an 80 year old man. Where is the church to talk to the young people and to tell them where they're going wrong? Where is the church? The church is radio silent. Instead it promotes a big pimping lifestyle. They're ballers as the kids would say, the leaders of churches. They just wanna be ballers like the pimps and the drug nuns and everybody else. They're running what people call a game on, on, on people. So the kids are not respecting it. They're like, that dude is running a game. You expect me to go listen to him? Grandma, don't take your money up in that church. The church has become a laughing stock. Instead of having the ability to penetrate the darkness and to call for an end to violence and to see something being done, instead the church 
became part of the society. A couple of days ago, I was talking about Uber and how they became transparent by disclosing how many cases of sexual assault happened in their ride-sharing business in the U.S. But the chief, the chief legal officer of Uber said something that struck a chord in me. He said that Uber drivers are a reflection of the society we live in. The church has become a reflection of the society. Instead of being the change agent and being the change maker, the church has become just like the society. So there's racism. There's racism in the church. On Sunday mornings is the most divided time. There's a white church and a black church. You don't believe me? Drive into any neighborhood. 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning. You go into the church, the leaders are all men. And the women are serving. The women are running behind the men, bringing them water, holding up their cloths, helping them get dressed, answering the phones. I am telling you, the church is a reflection of the society. You walk into the church, just look in the parking lot. The most expensive car belongs to the pastor's family. They're going to come out rolling. You want to know what the church, the black church is like? Watch Greenleaf on uh, Own or it's on Netflix. Greenleaf. Go watch it. That tells you what the black church is like. That's what they're into. They're not into the people. They don't care about racial injustice. They care about collecting more and more money for themselves so they can be seen and perceived as being important. The church forgot its mission. The church forgot whom it is accountable to. Where is God in the equation? So who is going to be the messenger for God? Who is going to talk about the love of God? Who is going to teach the people in these times when at the click of a button you can find anything you want on the internet? Who is going to correct people's assumptions about what God is or who God should be or the nature of God? Who is going to do that? This church that we're seeing? When was the last time your church operated a soup kitchen? Even if they don't come into your building, do you go into where the people are every day and feed the people? Bring hope to the people? You leave it up to nonprofit organizations to do that. And the church is silent. The church is gone. There's nothing left. The love of God left the building. The love of God left the planet. All that remains is a reflection of the society. Injustice everywhere. Racism everywhere. Violence everywhere rampant rabid violence mass shootings violence against women violence against young people violence everywhere just killing 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 everybody even if you're gonna kill the people who are supposed to protect us kill everybody that's the messaging the church sits back and folds its arms and is silent where do we go from here what happens next? What is going to be the change? Are we going to wait on an epiphany? We're going to think that there's going to be a messenger coming out of the clouds who is going to say, thus saith the Lord. No, that's me and you. What do you think God going to send somebody out of the clouds for? <laughs> right? 
right? 